Notes of a Native Son, James Baldwin addresses any audience that will read and draws empathy by sharing the personal and broken retelling of a series of events in his early adult life that gave himself in an abrupt slap-in-the-face wake-up call to the evils of the poison of hate, the poison of fear that turns into bitterness and then to rage. James Baldwin writes to share his perspective on this poison and how this perspective came to be. He writes to the whites, to the blacks, to the Japanese, to the French. Baldwin writes to everyone, for truly everyone needs to be aware of how the poison of hate destroys oneself. In 1924, James Baldwin was born in Harlem, New York, to a single mother who never told him the real name of his father. At the age of three, James Baldwin's mother married the Baptist minister, David Baldwin. This religious faith is reflected in James Baldwin's writing, as he is very passionate while also having very beautifully written wording. James Baldwin considered David Baldwin as his father and followed in his pastor footsteps, being a youth minister from age 14 to 16. Yet Baldwin later found that he did not want the pastor lifestyle. He wanted to be a writer. At an early age, it was obvious that he had a passion for reading and was a gifted writer. Through his teenage years, he went to the all-boys school, DeWitt Clinton High School in Bronx. It was the largest school in the world in the 1930s, and Baldwin graduated in the class of 1942. And it is just a couple months later when the start of the beautiful and logical Notes of a Native Son takes place. It is July 29th of 1943. James Baldwin's father has died. Baldwin's first sentence of the essay starts with the sentence like this. It's honestly just a slap in the face. Baldwin is known of having beautiful long rolling sentences full of repetitions of word and phrase. But here he is, just flat out saying, on the 29th of July in 1943, my father died. He goes on saying, on the same day, a few hours later, his last child was born. Baldwin has set up a giant just, <gasps> of just empathy. Immediately, the audience reading is overwhelmed with sadness. Just, oh my goodness. How horrible. And the whole first paragraph continues on. For James Baldwin is African American. And in this time period, it's Jim Crow laws. It's very segregated. And this is a huge theme in all of James Baldwin's works especially in Notes of a Native Son. It takes up the major theme of the relations between black and white. 
Baldwin makes this theme very clear, stating that in waiting for these events, the events of his father's death and his youngest sister's birth, that in Detroit, one of the bloodiest race riots of this century had happened. And just a few hours after his father's funeral, that a race riot broke out in Harlem. Now, Baldwin has just graduated high school. He's only 18 years old. The Detroit race riot was horrible and is known as one of America's bloodiest and most violent riots. It was started because of, obviously, racism, but also because of poor living conditions and unequal access to goods and services. Context, the Great Depression had just wrapped up, and it wrapped up because of World War II. So America is also at war, and there are violent riots in the homeland right now, in America. This is a very scary time. Baldwin has been living, as everybody did in the Great Depression, but especially for black Americans, he has been living in horrible conditions. He is getting persecuted every day, but also has to go home to just conditions where he doesn't have many resources and it's a hard time. But these Detroit race riots, the KKK had been stirring up trouble and it was basically just a huge, huge pot just ready to explode. A rumor occurred on both sides and everything that had been stirring just made things erupt. In the end, six thousand troops of tanks and soldiers with automatic weapons stopped the violence. It took 6,000 troops. And this is while America is at war as well. It almost is just so sad to think that at this time period, America is fighting for its freedom, but it's also withholding the freedom of Americans. In the end, 25 Amer African Americans died, 17 at police's hands, while nine whites were killed, none at police's hands. 700 people were reportedly injured, just reportedly, so that means there were much, much more, and damages amounting to $2 million. This is insane. And this is what our James Baldwin has just lived through. Now, here he is. His father has just died. And his little sister has been born on the same day. And then a riot breaks out in his city or the area in New York, Harlem, where he lives, a riot breaks out. And it all started when a police officer shot and wounded an African-American veteran. Rumors circulated that this veteran was killed 
shot in the back. And chaos followed from there. In chapter 3 of Notes of a Native Son, Baldwin will dive into this story much deeper. But that should be, shall be for another time. Overall, in this riot, six people died, 495 were reportedly injured, and more than 500 people were arrested. But here is the crazy part. Five million dollars in damages. Five million. That's three million more than the Detroit race riot. Even with the race riot being much, much more violent, the Harlem race riots were much, much more in damages. And this is mostly because angry African Americans just destroyed white-owned businesses all throughout Harlem. Baldwin sets this up immediately. He immediately shows his credibility, shows what he's going through to hook the audience, to hook the reader, to give them a slap in the face of this is what I'm going through and this is what has happened. Literally, I am an 18-year-old teenage African-American living through this time and there's a war going on, there's race riots, my father has died, my youngest sister was born on the same day, and he writes, on the morning of the 3rd of August, we drove my father to the graveyard through a wilderness of smashed plate glass. The day of my father's funeral had also been my 19th birthday. It is his birthday as well. This is quite literally the first paragraph of Notes of a Native Son. Baldwin sets up his case beautifully with this crazy, look at my perspective. This is my perspective. This is the context that I am about to tell you my story. Baldwin goes into his father's funeral and how he feels so much guilt for not knowing his father better and so much guilt for not believing in this apocalypse that was central in his father's vision that all of what has happened, all of the riots and his father's death is almost God saying, hey, you need to wake up, son, and uh, your pride isn't that important. Wake up, wake up. Baldwin immediately states that he didn't have a very great relationship with his father, that he almost was just mad at his father all the time and very contemptuous to his position on anything that he would do. But funerals seem to have a way of really just making people reflect on everything, just make them reflect on life and really just wish, I just know from my own experience, I always wish that I 
took extra time to talk to that person more and to really just be honest of just how I thought. Now, this is his father, though, his stepfather, but the father he has known since he was three. And he immediately goes into backstory about his father, almost as if retelling his father's life would give him an honor. The mood here is very somber. somber. It's mourning. It feels of guilt, but of anger and regret at the same time. Baldwin is angry at the riots and the injustice and, ang- and hatred that's all around him while he is putting his father in the grade. grave. But at the same time, there's this almost sense of strange, hidden anger at Baldwin's father as well. Baldwin realizes that even though he is being persecuted just for his skin color, his father was the first generation of free men. He starts reflecting on how almost thankful he is even though his everything is just crashing and burning around him. He starts going through his father's history to honor him. And he even references to his father's birthplace of New Orleans as Sodom and Gomorrah, which plays right into his religious upbringing. Sodom and Gomorrah was the place of just evil and wickedness in which the Lord destroyed in the Old Testament. But in the retelling of James Baldwin's father, there is just this sense of uneasiness. He starts describing that his father was handsome and paints him as, rather than a pastor, he would be more like a chief straight from Africa paints him as someone who was just a powerful figure but cruel and chilling at the same time while also having a charm. His father was born in New Orleans but never mentioned Louis Armstrong which Louis Armstrong the famous trumpet player is the pride and joy of New Orleans. You cannot go to New Orleans without hearing a trumpet or seeing a picture of Louis Armstrong, who was also African-American. Yet, James Baldwin's father hated Louis Armstrong. And Baldwin goes into saying that his, one of his father's strong-willed female relatives had placed a picture up and forbade his father to ever take it at, down. But when... His father finally got her out of the house, and a couple years later, when she was near death, he refused to do anything to help her. This makes the audience question. You see him as, you see Baldwin's father as someone who has gone through some things, but he's a pastor. Surely he's, you know, wise, and why wouldn't he help his own relative? You see, he kind of has this. He has his demons. He has something in his past. And Baldwin does a 
beautiful job of just hinting through this before saying, boom, this is how it was. And this is all through his, just his experience of growing up as this religious pastor. He has this beautiful wording. Going through of describing his father, though, he describes him as someone who was handsome, proud, and ingrown, like a toenail. <laughs> he describes him as someone who would be more of an African tribal chieftain. He says he should have been naked with war paint on and barbaric mentos standing among spears. He could be chilling in the pulpit and indescribably cruel in his personal life. This is where you start seeing some, some contrast. He says it almost just sets up the point of his father had his demons and had a huge fight inside. He was proud to be black, but bitter that being black caused so much pain and he couldn't make a connection with his loved ones because of this and this created a huge burial a barrier between him and his children he could not accept his beauty of being black he was fearful that he would do wrong to his loved ones and that he was suspicious and paranoid with everybody and it almost seems that he was mad at God he's a pastor he's mad at God but he's trying to trust in God's plan and be a good example of what a godly man should look like but he has put up this wall to hide the brokenness inside this is all that I got from Baldwin's wording before he flat out said that his father had been mentally ill for a long time. It's amazing how Baldwin could, in my analysis, I could get all of this just through his intricate and beautiful writing until he flat out said it. Baldwin's relationship with his father was not a good one. His father was just pretty much verbally abusive to all of his children. When he wasn't as ill, he, he would try to teach them their schoolwork, but it would just be quite intense. And then when they didn't get it, he, they would be punished for they don't know why. Baldwin states that he had this bitterness, just this bitterness towards the world. He was just mad at the world. He hated it. And in New Jersey, James Baldwin sees why his father was so paranoid and why his father never even trusted a, a white school teacher who helped James Baldwin get to a play, a play that his father deemed sinful and plays were not allowed. But... In New Jersey, James Baldwin, he had been away from his home in Harlem for over a year now. He's 19 years old. He's out on his own. In New Jersey, he gets this new perspective. The theme of perspective comes back in. Where he's 
treated very blatantly as someone who was less than. He's not used to this. He he knew about Jim Crow, but he never experienced Jim Crow. In the workplace, he is treated as as how many how African Americans were treated in that day. He was used to as being someone intellectually gifted and higher up in his high school, he was usually treated with a a little bit more respect than many others. But you almost see the shift in innocence. Baldwin was innocent to Jim Crow, but he slowly learned and experienced. And he fought back against this system that was pushing him down. And he got fired But he bounced back and he managed to get back into the company with help. He was fired again. He managed to get back into the company with help. Third time, he could not get back. And so each time he was slowly beaten back. And you see this shift of how in Notes of a Native Son, Baldwin compares that paranoia and that fear And that bitterness with his new experience of this fear. And you slowly start to see James Baldwin as a young adult slowly just be exposed to the harsh realities of the world. And to start having this fear. Baldwin states that this fear was a chronic disease. The unfailing system of which is a which is a kind of blind fever, a pounding in the skull and fire in the bowels. Once this disease is contracted, one can never be really carefree again, for the fever, without an instant's warning, can reoccur at any moment. He goes on to state, mind you, this is written in nineteen fifty five. Language like this was very common. He states, It can wreck more important things than race relations. There is not a Negro alive who does not have this rage in his blood. One has the choice merely of living with it consciously or surrendering to it. As for me, this fever has recurred in me and does and will until the day I die. End quote. Baldwin is stating that this chronic disease, it starts out as fear, as this paranoia. In New Jersey, he had this fear because all of a sudden he was in a place where he wasn't quite accepted. It wasn't his neighborhood of Harlem. There were just people who hated him just based on his skin color everywhere. And then it turns into this bitterness. He's bitter at the system. He's bitter at why I am just one of your fellow workmen. I'm working with you. I have your back. But no, you treat me like this. Like this is horrible. And then you slowly see it turn into this rage. This just fury. Why? Why, why, why? And this can be compared to his father, just what happened to his father and how this bitterness turned 
his father just to a very ill and abusive man. James Baldwin finally sees from his father's perspective. He now has this new perspective of what it's like everywhere. And he sees this rage that builds up and causes the riots like that of Detroit and Harlem. He sees how these things mix up and cause chaos. And he states this fear, oh, this fear and this bitterness and this rage will destroy yourself if you let it. It's a fever. It's a disease. And he famously states that this hatred of the other destroys not only other people, but also himself. He's not just talking about the the hatred that whites have for blacks and the hatred that blacks have for whites in this context. He later goes on to say it was just the hatred for him and his father. James Baldwin's father's bitterness and fear and rage towards his situation resulted in him being very mentally ill and abusive to his family. James Baldwin's fear, bitterness, and rage to this situation and the injustices resulted in him almost possibly even getting murdered that night. Even though there's some slight righteousness, their situation is definitely unfair. It's a a very complex moral decision but Baldwin just states that even when the situation is unfair you can't have the perspective of bitterness and hatred towards it or it will destroy you over this next week when things aren't going your way or you're just feeling really down in the dumps or quite scatterbrained much like I may be right now. Just try to keep the perspective that you can't let this fear turn into bitterness and later turn into rage because that won't solve the problem at all. In next week's episode, we will go over the next two chapters of James Baldwin's Notes of a Native Son, and we will see how his perspective of fear, bitterness, and rage, the perspective that he received in New Jersey, changes really his how he takes the events of his father's death and his sister's birth and how he grows from them.